I actually can't believe I'm doing this and sharing some of these things publicly, but I know that something special happens when you're vulnerable with each other. So today I'm sharing seven things that I honestly don't want to tell you. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. Is it your goal to become the go-to birth photographer in your area? Well, I have photographed over 120 births and I've taught hundreds of photographers how to confidently photograph birth. And I know you might be thinking like, I need to learn birth photography in person. I can't learn virtually. Or maybe you're thinking like, can I even do birth photography right now? Well, I have a training that is available instantly for Netflix style binging. I'm sharing my six step framework to confidently photograph birth and how to thrive as a birth photographer during COVID. And like I said, this training is available instantly. If you want to learn this, head over to TaviaRedburn.com slash training. That's T-A-V-I-A-R-E-D-B-U-R-N.com slash training. So today's episode is definitely going to be different. And if you have never listened to an episode of the podcast. This probably is not the best one to start with um, because typically I am coming in giving strategies and tips and motivation and like step-by-step ideas and all these things to like grow your business and all that good stuff. But today I decided to get a little bit vulnerable. So I'm pretending that you stopped over by my house and we're grabbing a cup of tea because apparently I don't drink coffee anymore. Um, and hanging out, chatting about business and life. So that's the vibe of today's episode. Definitely different than normal. Um, because the truth is I talk to my students all the time about the power and growth that comes from getting outside of your comfort zone. So this episode is definitely outside of my comfort zone. So I'm just jumping in, like I'm jumping in with y'all doing what I always say, which is that growth happens outside of your comfort zone. And the real reason I wanted to share a lot of this with you is because I want to be real, but also have the potential to face a lot of judgment with this episode. But ultimately, I know my intentions here are to be honest and to connect and not just show the highlight reel. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I love Pastor Stephen Furtick, I think is the one that coined this phrase many years ago of social media, social media, (laughs) I can't talk, I'm nervous, social media being the highlight reel. So whenever we look at somebody's social media account, it's always going to typically going to be like the best of the best. Even if they're being real or authentic, it's still like their perfect version of being real or authentic, right? And we don't really get to see what's behind the scenes. We don't really get to see what's really going on. 
And so I never want to just appear a certain perfect polished way. I want to be real. And I hope that you in turn will also be real. I did a podcast or it wasn't a podcast back then. Um, before I did podcasting and before I had a YouTube channel, I was streaming Facebook live videos every single week on my Facebook page. And I did a video like this in October of 2018, which I didn't even realize that it was three years ago, but I would do content on Facebook live. And I did an episode like this and it was like five things that I'm afraid to tell you or something like that. And I watched it back recently and it was really interesting because a lot of the same things that I was fearful about back then are things that I am fearful about today, or at least that are on my mind today. So sharing a few of those things on that particular episode gave me power, I will say. Like back then I shared that I wasn't doing my own editing anymore. And of course, I'm still not. But I remember being so scared of judgment when I shared that. Like, who is she to teach editing if she's not even editing herself anymore? Like, honestly, that was the fear that I had. But the truth is, when you've mastered a skill, it stays with you. And there comes a point in business where you really, truly can't do all the things anymore. You're only one person. And since I shared that I wasn't doing my own editing three years ago, which at that point, I think I had stopped editing just about everything except for births for about a year. Since I shared that with you, a lot of you told me that you decided to outsource your editing because... Maybe it's something that you didn't enjoy. Like I never enjoyed it. Like I liked editing a few photos, but then it just became a drain on my time and my energy. And it honestly felt like a huge relief when I got it off my plate. So I want to share, let me see how many things I have, seven things. (laughs) It's not super scripted. It's just like from the heart today, seven things that I really don't want to tell you because I am afraid of judgment, but I also want to share with you so that we can just like share this together. So the first one is, I shared this on that episode that I did back in 2018, and it was that my husband quit his nine to five. You're like, duh, Tavia, that's the whole point of this podcast. Like we know your husband quit his nine to five. And I remember back then being so scared to tell not only you guys, but like, people in our life because I was afraid we would fail. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to provide for us. And we would have to then go back and tell everybody we tried and we failed. And so I waited months to actually say anything to, you know, you guys, my audience, my friends, my family, before I actually said like he quit his job. And this is on the list because I still worry about that. In fact, my friend Corey was on that live. um, And she said, you're probably still going to be terrified of this in years. And I don't know if you're listening to this, Corey, but that was so insightful because it's true. When you're doing something outside of your comfort zone, when you're doing something that feels scary, that feeling doesn't necessarily go away. I don't know if that's good news or bad news for you. But that feeling doesn't necessarily go away. You just start to get used to living with it. And so the first thing that I am afraid to tell you is that I'm still afraid that we'll fail. I'm still afraid that we won't, 
make it. It'll be like, oh, we did it for three years and then something happened and the businesses collapsed and, you know, Philip had to go back to work. That's my husband's name. And it's something that I have to just deal with. Like it's a part of our life. It's a part of entrepreneurship. And I think what's interesting is that a lot of us are facing stuff like this with COVID, um, just the uncertainty of the world. And when you own your own business that provides for your family, and I know a lot of you listening to this do, you are just used to living with that uncertainty. Like it's just kind of part of your life living with uncertainty. So that is thing number one. Thing number two that I didn't want to tell you that you honestly probably know if you've been following me um, is that right now at this moment, I am the heaviest I have ever been. And whenever I recorded that episode in 2018, at that time, I was the heaviest I had ever been. And I've gained weight since then. And it is not unintentional. It actually is intentional, which sounds crazy, but I actually don't love being on camera. I don't like seeing myself in photos. Um, I look back at times that I thought I was big and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was tiny. I can't believe I thought I was big. Even that episode that I said this in 2018. Um, I have been working on my relationship with food and I have been working on instead of going from restrictive diet to restrictive diet, taking a step back and looking at why do I choose the foods that I choose? And like, what is it in my life that's causing me to choose that? I really don't have a hard time working out. I kind of enjoy moving. So that's never been like a huge issue. I'm not perfect at it, but it's always food. And I don't know if any of you are my age, but literally since I was 14 years old, I've been dieting. So 20 years <laughs> I've been dieting. I remember um, doing Jenny Craig when I was 18. I remember doing um, the grapefruit diet when I was 14. I did paleo and CrossFit all throughout my 20s, um, whole 30. I have jumped from diet to diet to diet. Weight Watchers, like anything you can imagine, I've done it. And I'm quite sure a lot of you have done the same. And so I read this book that has a cuss word in it that I'm not going to say, but it's called The Effort Diet. And you can look it up. And it has some really interesting concepts that about a year and a half ago, I decided to just stop caring about what I was eating, focus on only eating when I was hungry and healing my relationship with food. So as a result, I gained about 15 pounds and like pretty much instantly and then have just stayed at that weight while I'm working on this. So I don't have a conclusion. Like I'm not at a place where I've like figured anything out. That's just sort of the journey that I'm on, but it is an intentional one. And it is with the intention of like, I don't want to go back to diet culture where I constantly feel like I have to diet. I want to be healthy. I want to feel good. And I don't really care what size I am. And I'm, and I feel that way right now. And tomorrow I might change my mind and be like, I want to diet. It's weird. This dieting thing, you guys, like it's weird to where we're like conditioned to think that we don't feel good about ourselves. We need to go on a diet. And I just want to retrain my brain to not think that way anymore. And like one takeaway from this section is I still take photos of myself. I still take photos with my kids. I still take photos with my husband. You guys will still see me on video and you do dancing ridiculous dances on TikTok, even though I kind of cringe a little bit when I look at them, but it's not stopping me from living my life. And so I hope that if you're in a similar place where you're feeling like maybe you can relate to some of the things that I'm saying, that you'll continue to take photos of yourself and with your family because you don't get that back. You don't get that back. Okay. 
we got pretty deep pretty, pretty quick. Um, number three is that I often fail at my goals. And this is hard for me to talk about because I'm an achiever. I'm an Enneagram three. I know a lot of you are too. I like to achieve things and I like to hit goals. And this year in particular, I don't think I have hit a single goal that I have set out for myself. And I don't want to share that with you because it sucks. It's just not a place that I want to be. I want to come here and tell you that I've crushed all my goals, um, but I've actually failed at every single one. And I think that I don't know about every single one, but like a lot of them I have failed. And we talk a lot about failure inside of my courses and talk about like how it's good to fail and how that means you're trying and how that means you're trying new things. And I do believe that, but I also want to hit my goals sometimes. (laughs) And so it's finding that like mixture of pushing yourself to where you do fail, but not making your goals so massive and un. Uh, unachievable that you're failing every single time. Okay. Take a deep breath for a second. This is a lot for me. You guys might be listening to this thing. Like this is not that big of a deal, but it feels like a big deal to me. Hey, are you struggling to get booked? If so, friend, you are not alone. A lot of photographers struggle with getting quality bookings from ideal clients, and it's usually because they don't have a marketing system in place. That's why I'm excited to offer this free training that's going to show you how to get fully booked without discounting your prices. If you're a birth or baby photographer, head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com to sign up for this free training. Imagine having a calendar full of clients that are excited to work with you. Picture yourself turning away business because you're too busy. It's not a dream. It can be your reality. If you join us for this free training, master the three critical ingredients every photographer needs to go from no bookings to fully booked. Head over to getbirthphotographyclients.com. But I'm reminding myself that you're just here chilling in my bedroom with me. So we're all good. That's a great way to make content, by the way, for your audience. (laughs) Imagine you're talking to one person and they're there with you in person. Okay. Number four, I use AI to help me make content. The number four thing that I kind of didn't want to tell you is I use AI to help me with content. Now, the ideas come from me. And the stories come from me, but I use a program called conversion.ai. Is that what it is? It's called Jarvis conversion.ai, I believe. And it's so incredible because I can type in some information and hit some buttons and it will fill in the rest. And then I can tweak it and make it sound like me. But basically it's like when I was hiring a copywriter to help me with my content and to help me with my photography blog content. And then I would like go in and change it to make it sound like me and change the words to make it sound like me. But I think that in the future, honestly, you guys, I think that in the future, this will be more and more common. I think maybe I'll listen back to this in a few years and be like, uh, everybody's using AI for everything now. Like it's not weird, but right now it feels weird. Like right now it kind of feels like I'm cheating, but I'm using the resources that are available to me and putting my spin on them. So if you need help 
creating content, if you're trying to create content for your blog, check that out, uh, conversion.ai. I think I have an affiliate link. If you want it, let me know and I'll get it for you. Um, but it's really, really incredible because it's like when you have writer's block and you're trying to think of something and you just need like the next sentence to keep you going, it's really, really helpful for that. Okay. Number five, as of 2022, so I'm recording this in October of 2021. As of 2022, I am no longer taking births. I am taking a break from birth photography. And I was hesitant to share this. So as you guys know, um, or maybe not, in 2019, Stephanie started working with me and she shot a majority of the births in 2019 and 2020. She had an, something come up and she had to step back from the business. And so in the I shot the remaining of our births in 2021. And I realized that my photography business was taking me away from what I truly loved. And that is working with you guys. The days that I get to have coaching calls, the, day that, the days that I get to record podcasts, the days that I get to um, interact with you guys in the Facebook group, the days that I get to create content for Instagram for you guys. Those are my favorite things to do. That's my favorite activity. I love it so much. Like when you guys have these wins, when you book five births with your model call, when you have a fully booked calendar, when you're hitting 10 K months, that lights me up like nothing else. And so I realized having a very successful photography studio keeps me very busy and it only allows me to give a little bit to you guys. Cause as you know, and I'm sure like you, I don't particularly want to work 90 hours a week. And so I realized that in order to serve my students in the best capacity possible, I would need to take a step back from birth photography and it's not necessarily forever, but it is for a season. And I was hesitant to share that, but it's actually been probably about six to eight months that I have made that decision and started referring all of our inquiries and even repeat clients um, to other photographers in the city. So it's been a really, really challenging decision. I've had to say no to clients that I absolutely love. I had a, a four-peat. Like I, this would have been the fourth birth for her that I had photographed that I turned down. Um And it really is with the intention of serving my students in a better capacity and being able to show up in a more present way for my family by removing um, something that takes up a lot of time and is also a significant revenue stream. So (laughs) that's just being real. But sometimes we have to make hard choices in our business where we look at our priorities and realize that like everything can't stay, something has to go. Okay. Number six thing I didn't really want to tell you is I feel like my business is growing too slow. And that sounds maybe kind of um, bratty. I don't know. My mind starts going to like how I'm being judged and it shouldn't. I should just be able to like share with you guys and accept judgment if it comes. Um, But my point of telling you these things, I'm just like coming back to the point of like why I'm even doing all of this is to help you feel like you're not alone. It's to help you see that like stuff is going on behind the scenes with people that you don't see and you don't realize and not everything is a highlight reel. 
So a lot of times when I look at my business and we just released an episode about competition, I'll sometimes look at my competition and compare myself and think that like they're growing so much faster than me. What am I doing wrong? And you guys, we talk about this all the time. And it's different in my education business than my photography business. I struggled with these things in my photography business in the beginning and even for the first several years. And then I got to a point in my business where I was, you know, bringing in the clients and I wasn't worried about it. But it happens like every time I start a new part of my business, like it happens every time um, I create something new in my business is I feel like I just want it to like instantly be successful. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. I'm just like, okay, I'm doing it the right way. It should instantly be at this income level or this like whatever metric I set for myself. And I've had to like pause and look at myself and look at my business and really think about long-term, what do I want my business and my life to look like and not try to rush it and be okay with the fact that somebody else might come in and knock their business out of the water in six months. And it might take me six years and that's okay because I know that where I'm going is worth it. Whew. Okay. Are you still with me? (laughs) Are you still hanging in there? This has been 18 minutes and it feels like 18 seconds. I feel like this is flying by. Thanks for coming and hanging out with me because I'm just imagining you're here in my bedroom hanging out. That sounded really weird. I'm in my bedroom because my husband is in the office and I thought it would be like a cool chill vibe instead of sitting at my desk, like sitting in my chair, you know? Okay. The last thing that I don't know, like I didn't really want to share, but I also do kind of want to talk about is sharing your beliefs. It can be challenging to share what you believe and know that it's going to repel people. And we talk about attract and repel all the time. Um, and there just comes a line where you have to start to think like, okay, am I, am I putting too much out there? Where is that line with attract and repel? And I don't really have the answer because I struggle sometimes with like how much of what I believe as like Tavia the person um, and if it's going to be beneficial for you guys. And so I think the same is true for you with your audience. Like, is it going to be beneficial for you to share this or not? Meaning, is it going to actually attract your ideal person or is it just going to like tick everybody off? Attract and repel, I wholeheartedly believe, but part of me, mm, there goes my phone. This is just a real off the cuff episode, y'all. I don't ever want anyone to feel unwelcome. And I think that's where a lot of this comes. It's like, I always want to try to be a good example as best as I can. And I don't ever want anyone to feel unwelcome. However, my beliefs are a huge part of who I am. And I know that yours probably are too. And so it's just finding this line, this invisible imaginary balance or line of not wanting people to feel unwelcome, but also having a hard time not just sharing what you believe all the time because it's such a huge part of who you are. So I actually want to continue this conversation about like what what to share, what not to share, all of that kind of stuff. Like, should you talk about your beliefs? Should you talk about God? Should you talk about vaccinations? You're never going to hear me talk about vaccinations on this show. Just FYI, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, 
like just thinking about what's too much to share and what's not enough to share. And chances are you're wondering about this too. So I'd love to continue this conversation and talk about it, but that's that's something I didn't really want to share because it's awkward and I feel like I should have maybe figured this out by now, but I just haven't. I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. So that was a little bit uncomfortable for me, but I hope that um, hearing those things helped you um, maybe see yourself in a little bit of them and maybe not feel quite so alone with whatever it is that you're going through. So thank you for being here. And as always, if you have a passion, it is not an accident because not everyone loves the thing that you love. So whatever your passion is, I hope that you get out there and make it happen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Have a great week.